In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Tower of Babel, Genesis 11, 1 through 9. Before reading this particular text from Genesis, we are reminded that the first 11 chapters of the book of Genesis, which means a book of beginnings, that's what Genesis means, helps us understand how we arrived from the perfect creation that God made in seven days and the world in which we now live. The fall of man into sin, when Adam and Eve turned away from the word of God and ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, caused the beginning of a radical transformation of that perfect world created by God in a state of innocence and being very good into a world of sin and corruption. So in Genesis chapter 3, after the fall, God cursed the creation. In pain you will bring forth children. You will work by the sweat of your brow till you return to the ground, for out of it you are taken. Dust you are, to dust you shall return. From the beginning of creation, mankind ate vegetables, fruits, the herb of the field. After the flood, things have radically changed. The topography of the world, the ages of human beings go from centuries in the case of those listed in the genealogy in Genesis chapter 5 to what the Lord records at the end of the flood narrative that man's life will be at its maximum end 120 years. It's also at the time of the flood that we learn that man is allowed now to eat meat uh, as well as fruits and vegetables and the herb of the field. It's at the time of the flood that capital punishment is then instituted, inaugurated by God for the crimes of murder. That brings us then up to Genesis 11 and the Tower of Babel. The Bible actually knows of no such thing as races that we hear today, the African-American race or the Asian race, uh, Chinese race, uh, Japanese race, um, uh, white race. No, for the Bible, there is only one humanity, all of whom descended from Adam and then from Noah and his sons after the flood. The Tower of Babel focuses on words, on language, and it does so for a reason. All things were created by God's word. God said, and it was so. By his word, he breathed life into Adam's nostrils. Man became a living being. By words, we have communion and fellowship with God and with one another. So even though different nations, or what the world now calls races, uh, is not at all mentioned in Genesis chapter 11. The confusion of language there is the cause of why there are different people groups, uh, what the world may call races, and different nations in existence in the world today. But it all comes back to the fundamental idolatry of the Tower of Babel, 
the turning away from God's word, and then as God cursed the creation in Genesis chapter 3, so now there is a cursing here, a dispersion of peoples when their language is confused by God, so that the enmity and the idolatry that they were practicing against God is now then turned against each other. Uh, this is where such things as racism and other kinds of prejudices come from. But as we were created by God through the Word, and the Word is the source of communion and fellowship with God, so we are then at the Tower of Babel having this strong focus on words because that's how we come to know each other, it is how we come to know God, it is how we express ourselves and so forth. But the Tower of Babel is the origin of the different nations and people groups on the face of the earth. Genesis 11, 1 through 9. Now the whole earth had one language and one speech. And it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. Then they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They had brick for stone, and they had asphalt for mortar. Notice in verse 3, come, let us. It mimics or mirrors the conversation within the Godhead in Genesis chapter 1 when the triune God said, let us make man in our image. So this is what idolatry does. Idolatry places mankind in the center of mankind's worship. And he refers to himself here uh, as if he is a deity. Brick for stone, asphalt for mortar that holds the building together. Verse 4, And they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. So the Tower of Babel becomes a monument to the idolatry of humanity. Let us build ourselves a city. Let us make a name for ourselves. So implicit here is the rejection of God's name, God's authority, the worship of God in favor of man's name and the worship of man. And notice the reason given lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. So what they didn't want to happen, God causes to happen when he confuses the languages and disperses the people. Verse 5, But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, Indeed, the people are one, and they all have one language, and this is what they begin to do. Now nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. At the end of verse 6, this prediction that nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them, we actually see that in the world today, where if man, according to science and technology, uh, wants to do something and has the ability to do something, more and more, any 
moral or ethical restraints are being lifted so that he does whatever he sees fit in his own eyes, regardless of the moral uh, consequences. We see this in such things as uh, in vitro fertilization, uh, sperm banks, and so forth, where just because we have the technology to do something doesn't necessarily mean that it is right to do it. So when God confuses their language at the Tower of Babel, it challenges man's ability to act in unison, in concord against God, doing things which are contrary to the created order, to God's design for marriage and family, human sexuality, and on down the list. Now, nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them uh, unless something is done to curtail that type of proud and arrogant uh, disposition. Verse 7, Come, let us go down, and there confuse their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. Here again, just as God said in Genesis 1, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion and let them be fruitful and multiply. Now here, let us go down and there confuse their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So again, the idolatry of man directed against God, which is extremely proud and arrogant and self-righteous, is now by this act at the Tower of Babel by God turned inward so that man begins to have that jealousy, envy, pride, and arrogance, uh, and arrogance against each other within the very people groups that descend from Noah and the flood and then now from the Tower of Babel and the dispersion of the nations. Verse 8, So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of all the earth, and they ceased building the city. Therefore its name is called Babel, or Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth, and from there the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of all the earth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I draw your attention to 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 through 10. You are a chosen generation, Peter says, of baptized Christians, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. That's from 1 Peter 2, 9 through 10. Peter was the apostle whose sermon is recorded on Pentecost. And I think it is very significant to link together the Tower of Babel and the confusion of languages there with Pentecost. At the Tower of Babel, the people were one and they spoke with one language and then God confused their language, scattered them, and they were turned against each other. That's where wars and so forth come from. Now, on the day of Pentecost, the one gospel is proclaimed by the apostles in multiple languages, but it is the one voice of the gospel in a myriad of languages to call people from all 
nation and tribe on the face of the earth into one holy communion. This is what Peter is talking about then in his epistle when he says, you once were not a people, but you are now the people of God. And you had not obtained mercy, but now you have obtained mercy. And that's what constitutes us then as Christians. And the church is certainly a rainbow of color from every nation under heaven. And we are all made one by the word of the gospel. Though spoken in many languages, it is the common confession of faith. So there are four central thoughts for you on this lesson. Number one, man made a God out of himself and exalted his own name above, above God's name. Number two, the Tower of Babel is a symbol of man's idolatry and rejection of the Lord. Number three, the diversity of human language and race is a result of the Lord confusing their language and scattering mankind over the face of all the earth. And number four, faith in the triune God is created only by the clear and pure voice of the gospel. So this story in the Tower of Babel is one of the catechism stories. It falls under a number of places in the catechism, chiefly the third article of the Creed on the work of the Holy Spirit, where we confess, I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him, but the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, by the word of the gospel. And then the catechism goes on to say, in the same way, he calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. So certainly the emphasis upon the word of God and the word of the gospel that makes of the many peoples one people in the church is a significant emphasis for this lesson. One can think of the first commandment, you shall have no other gods. We should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. At the Tower of Babel, they wanted to make a name for themselves. Think of the second commandment, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Under the first petition of the Lord's Prayer, hallowed be thy name. Uh, God's name is kept holy when the word of God is taught in its truth and purity. And we as the children of God also lead holy lives according to it. So there are multiple places in the catechism where the Tower of Babel uh, can be explored and where we can see illustrated what the catechism either forbids in terms of idolatry or what the catechism encourages us to understand, namely that by the word of the gospel, the many are made one people in Christ. So the day of Pentecost and the preaching of the gospel by the church is the only thing in this world that can truly reverse uh, the effects of God dispersing the people and confusing their language at the Tower of Babel. At the beginning of creation, mankind spoke only one language. Through the spoken word, man's relationship with God and one another was established. Man's sin of self-righteousness, wanting to be God for himself, was manifested in the desire to build a tower as a monument to his own accomplishments. He wanted to make a name for himself and take the Lord's place as his own God. The sin was a denial of the triune God, the source of man's life. 
and a sin against God's holy name. Man's attempt to usurp the Lord as God is depicted in man's mimicking of the plural pronoun for God at the time of man's creation, let us. The triune name is alluded to and reasserted by the Lord as he resolves to confuse man's language. Come, let us go down and there confuse their language. By this word, God multiplies the languages and races of mankind so that man's self-righteousness and pride toward God is now more intensely manifest in his relationship with other men. The unity of man's arrogance toward God is now seen in his arrogance toward his fellow man in the form of racism, prejudice, and bigotry of all sorts. This babble of languages and races still manifests itself today in the strife and warfare among all the people of the earth in every human relationship. Our relationship with God and one another is restored only through the pure preaching of the gospel. On the day of Pentecost, the apostles spoke the one gospel in many different languages to make of the many one through the forgiveness of sins in Jesus' name. Let us pray. O Lord, you confused man's language at the Tower of Babel because he made a God out of himself. Call us from every language and race of people to be your own holy nation, that with one voice we might confess the true faith and proclaim the gospel of your forgiveness in all the earth. For you live and reign, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.